You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Badybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Everybody, it has been a hot minute. I'm Bob from the Bob and Kevin Show, and that other guy on the screen, or the other voice you're about to hear in a second, is I'm Kevin. So, life has been kind of happening again, and Kevin and I have not been uh, up for the recording. Time off, vacations, life in general. So, but we are back today with a very exciting topic. Kevin, you want to tease that topic before we do some bill payment? Yeah, so we're going to talk one of our favorite kind of tangential, if that's a word, um, topics to tech, and that is UFOs slash aliens slash UAP, I think is the new new terminology, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. So that's what we'll be talking about, Bob. Yeah, so before we uh, do that, let's do some bill paying. But first, even before that, if you're listening to the show right now or watching the show live right now, you can also find us on all the other platforms, the social medias, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitch, the everything. If you search Bob and Kevin show, you're going to be able to find us. Uh, You'll get up to the minute show announcements, all that good stuff. Um and uh, maybe some interesting content to keep you engaged between the recordings of these episodes. Typically, we record on Friday, post on a Monday, so just be looking out for those. We are 93 episodes in as of today. We're getting ever closer to that 100 magic number, and we just recently uh, had a, a download anniversary, if you will. We've, we've hit that magic 30,000 downloads, finally, so we're moving on up, as they say. Uh just a fair warning, Josh, when you're listening to this, uh, I have my windows open. Kevin's got some different tech set up today, so you might have your work cut out for you. And speaking <laughs> of Josh, today's episode is brought to you by BaityBar.media. BaityBar.media is an online editing and production company that specializes in music, podcasts, production, video services, and works with creators of all kinds. Uh, Beatty Bar Media's efficient and reliable services. Oh, and it just clicked away from my... Nope, there we go. <laughs> wow, live, it has live, been live a while, podcasting. Josh. Sorry, live podcast. Uh, Beatty Bar Media's efficient and reliable services will save you time and stress on any project. And we are so out of practice that even this part that we have to do is a little bit stressful right now. Um what Beatty Bar Media and Joshua, what they do for us is they basically allow us to show up, hit record, do our thing, send the files off to him. He adds some fun elements, makes sure we sound great. He can't do much for us looking great because we do have uh, faces for radio, unfortunately. So I apologize to all you viewing public. But basically, he just makes things easier for us, allows us to be creators. And if you're listening to this program and you are also a creator and would be interested in having some of the heavy lifting 
taken off your shoulders, you can go to Beatty Bar Media or BeattyBar.media. So that's B-A-T-Y dash B-A-R-R dot media slash B-K show. And you can get 10% off your first project with Josh. So uh, again, that is Beatty dash bar dot media slash B-K show. And uh, thanks, Josh, for all that you do for the show. Kev, you got anything to add? Um, yes. One, you sound way better when you don't read the ad and you just tell it from the heart. <laughs> so there's that. And then secondly, it's all true. Um, I, I just want to show up. We literally just stopped. Or I literally just stopped working 20 minutes ago. Clicked on an app here so I can record locally because Josh is going to get that file. Josh is also going to get Bob's file. We're going to just talk aliens in a moment which is one of our fun topics and then we're gonna be like josh deal with it and then (laughs) there you go that's that's what i like bob yep and over the weekend he turns us well he doesn't always work on the weekends we get family fan friends and family treatment and uh you know we come in monday and the file's ready we post it hit that social and then we're off to the next week so that is it for that. Um, where do you want to start on um, this new alien stuff? I, I got a little bit of a roadmap, a framework here. So I in, love it. in uh, one of the COVID bills, um, President Donald J. Trump, he signed into law. A disclosure report is due in 180 days. That 180 days is due in like a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah, sometime in June. I, I imagine they're going to wait till the end of June. Or was there a day number that they had to meet it by? I know it's 100, 180. 180, yep. So whatever right. that that exhausts in June. So what are they going to provide? And who's they? It's the U.S. government. They're going to give us available data, um, allegedly, and information <laughs> on unidentified aerial phenomena. The U.S. military tends to choose the term UAP because why? I think maybe there's a lot of stink or stigma on UFO because, you know, That's let's be honest. I believe a UFO has come to be uh, synonymous with aliens, whereas UAP, it kind of doesn't have that yet. So right now what they're going to talk about is UAP, which me and Bob, we're going to be like, oh, you mean aliens? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that that's the real fun, right? But yeah, so that is the real fun. And that's probably where we'll spend a lot of our time. But I think, you know, if I am putting my, my big tinfoil hat on to kind of cover all conspiracy angles, the UAP serves two purposes. It does get away from the stink of UFO and maybe some of the, you know, fanatical beliefs and behavior around that group of believers. But I think that UAP also does free them up to maybe try to explain away some secret projects that our government or other governments are working on related to air travel. So, however, (laughs) (laughs) well, however, it's just my, like my, my pause to, to some of the crazy stuff I'm probably going to say later in this episode, but speaking specifically to some of the recent video footage released, I don't necessarily believe that our folks are working on, um, what is the term that they're using? Multi, hang on, I'm looking in my notes here. 
There is a date, by the way. December 27th is when it was signed into law. So 180 days from there would be presumably around the last week of June. Yeah, I figured it was going to be closer to the end. I thought it was a multi-something, like multi-environment. Oh, transmedium. That's what it was. Okay, so the phrase being used to describe some of the recent footage that's been released um, is transmedium, meaning going from air to water. Mm. And water right. to air. And I don't necessarily believe that our folks or any other folks around our planet are working on such technologies. So that's why I leaned more toward the out of this world instead of of so, this world. So a few, few baseline questions here for you, Bob. And some of them are going to be ridiculous and some are going to be somewhat <laughs> reasonable. So first we one, are talking it, about aliens after all. <laughs> First one's a statement followed with the question. The statement is, is we know more about our low earth orbit outer space because we've explored it extensively than we do our own oceans. So the potentially crazy question for you, Bob, is, is is it possible we're looking the wrong direction? Instead of looking up, should we be looking down? Did you by any chance watch some of the same uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson episode that I just watched today? <laughs> I, I did not. Enlighten us, please. Uh, actually, it was just released, I believe, yesterday. Um, so it would have been Thursday of the, I don't know, whatever yesterday's day number was. But anyway, um, very recently, 27th, very recently released episode of the JRE with one of our favorite guests, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Joe was really trying to get Neil to, you know, jump on the whole UAP UFO bandwagon. And uh, one of the arguments that Joe was using is that, you know, they're hiding in our deepest oceans because they know we don't go there. And that's how they can observe from, you know, relative obscurity. So, yes, I do think that is a very interesting premise that we keep looking to the sky where necessarily that's not where they're coming from. Well, presently. Yeah. And, but, but the thing is, I think that statement almost still think assumes they come from the sky, then hide in the ocean. What I am saying is potentially the opposite, meaning maybe they've always been here. They always have lived in the ocean. They've always been more intelligent than us. And then they come up to look at these land creatures every now and then, and then go back to the ocean. Maybe they've been here the whole time and we're just human and don't realize well, and I think that's a valid point too, because you say been, always been here. Like, let's think about what always means to us as a human species. It's really not that long in the grand scheme of things. years, right? Yeah. So if an, an alien life form or a life form from outside this world, you know, ad, as advanced as that to be able to do that kind of space travel, then sure, they could have easily arrived here before we technically did. And uh, therefore... We, maybe we came to the place that they already inhabited. I mean, I've said it a, a few times before, I think on the show, we lost an entire jumbo jet in the Indian Ocean and still can't find it. With all the people on it, with all of today's technology, we can't find something we know is there. Well, then insert some sort of X-Files plot twist or was that movie Lost where the plane got like taken yes. away to another dimension? <laughs> Please don't even <laughs> but, get me started on Lost. <laughs> but um, so that's, that's one question or thought. Bob, is it possible that 
aliens are actually terrestrial and they've been here air scare quotes longer than we have yeah and just in I mean, our I, ocean I, yeah i think that given the fact that yeah we've talked about we haven't been here very long they could easily have been here way before us next fun fact about earth i think the deepest hole we've ever dug as a human species through rock is something like seven miles after that you just can't dig any further for several reasons. Um, you just can't provide that much torque from the surface all the way down at the bottom and you start heating up really, really, really fast. Next sort of thing is, is, you know, like in doctor who they have like this reptilian race. And of course I'm pretty sure there's a, there's gotta be some conspiracy theory group. And I, I don't know if it's QAnon or somebody that believes in like, there's this reptile race, you know, of something. (laughs) But I'm laughing, but if you're going to hide on Earth, there's two places you could go and never run into a human. The deep ocean and somewhere underground. Yes. You, you, you just wouldn't see humans. And if they have been around and they have been monitoring or whatever, they know that those are safe spots for them, too. So... You know, maybe that's why the activity appears to be picking up because maybe we're getting closer to that not being their secret layer anymore. Question mark. Who knows? Well, it's, it's kind of like most things. Is the activity picking up or is the detection ability picking up? I mean, every human now has a surveillance device <laughs> in their <laughs> vicinity at all times. So they do. And Neil addressed that as well with Joe. He was like, I swear think I about, didn't see it yet. Now I'm going to go. I know it's crazy. Watch. <laughs> he said, think about the technology that we all have in our pockets right now. Think about the fact that, you know, he, and he said, take a jump back in time. 60s alien abductions were just like so popular. You know, they came in the middle of the night. They took me away. You know, do you have photographic evidence of it? No, they fried my film or my camera was rendered inoperable by, you know, he said, think about the technology that we have now. Anybody on the planet can pretty much set up a live stream like we're doing right now from the device in their pocket. He said, why have we never had an alien abduction live streamed or even the beginning of an alien abduction live streamed until the camera was disabled or whatever? He said, look at all the photography or the the, the military footage even. He says, it's all shit. <laughs> you know, it's just all very low quality, you know, it's not the, very identifiable. It's like Bigfoot. If if there is Bigfoot at this point, we somebody should have stumbled on some bones, you know, you know, something. Um, it's funny because Bob and I were talking about, Hey, what would really get people to listen to this episode? I'm like, Hey, I know let's interview a real alien. <laughs> that'll, that'll make the needle move. Of course, you know, I can't produce one on a whim, but <laughs> I think Joe is probably going to get the streaming rights to the first alien interview long before we would. But so All right. Kevin, I know you're not watching along, but I am scrolling some uh, footage pictures from an article. It's from the Washington Post or New York Post. Sorry, New York Post. Full disclosure, but it's just various recent imagery, and it's all still just you know bad nighttime shots. Uh, you know, like tracking uh, tracking cameras inside of aircraft and stuff like that. It's just it's just so bad. It, well, let's talk about that real quick. So the the more recent famous ones are from F-18 Hornets from like 2019 or 2017. 
are you telling me that's that's as good a camera as we've got even a couple of years ago? I mean, we live in an era where you can get a 4K camera, you know, a 4K TV. 8K now. 8K, yeah. You're telling me the U.S. military is still rocking this grainy black and white video? Really? Right. And those cameras fit in the in our pockets, so why are they not using similar tech or better technology in their, their aircraft? It's crazy. All right, next crazy question for you, Bob. You've acquired the rights to talk to this alien, and he's coming on the podcast. What's your I question? This is the weird part, right? Yeah, this is the weird part. What is your? What would you ask an alien? I asked my wife this. She's like, "Are you serious?" And then she actually started answering me. Like, I would ask him this. I would ask. Him. I'm like, "Wow, she's actually interested." What would you ask them, Bob? I would ask the alien to describe their um their species core belief foundations. Like, talk about what what drives them on a day-to-day basis. Real quick, though, could you even do that for the human race? Well, no, but that always makes for an interesting conversation <laughs> for, for with someone from the human race. And okay. it, it sets a lot of guardrails for other conversations. So, it would just be a very, like, that would be, you know, instead of, like, what do you eat? How do you poop? Like, those would be, like, the standard, you know. Science questions. <laughs> How do you make babies? I would want to know more about, Yeah. How do you procreate? Yeah, I would want to know more about their their fundamental beliefs. I, I think I would want to ask them similar, like, hey, have you met other species on different planets? And just out of curiosity, do any of the other species you've run into, including your own, kill each other? Try to, like, power, you know, have power? Are you more utopian? You know, is it is it humans? Are we just this evil? Are we, like, unique? Should we be like, yeah, we're, like, the most savage race out there? I mean, that's... I want to know. I'm just curious. If I was doing a full podcast interview, sure, that would definitely be on, you know, the list. Is like, so so how do we measure up against other species you've come in contact with? Right. Are we, are we more ant, you know, in the scheme of things? Are we more, like, you know, like, apex predator? What are we? I, I, would, I guess I would assume we're more like an ant. They're just like, oh, them pesky humans. What if, I mean, like, how would you react if they're like, oh, by far you are the least advanced in unintelligent species we've come across so far? I'd be like, somebody owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, yes, I was right. Because <laughs> I would not be shocked at all. What That's, are some other interesting questions that you would ask? Well, I want to know if the speed of light truly is the cosmic speed limit or if we've just somehow made a wrong assumption because we've done that so many times in our science or basically say, hey, look, here's all of our science facts. Point to the ones that are right. Point to the ones that are wrong. Thank you. You know, can we go faster than the speed light? Can we actually teleport? You know, what is a soul? You know, it's kind of like, you know, where does that come from? Do you have a God? Is it the same God? Is there a God? You know, just all well, the that's spicy where my questions. core belief. Yeah, that's where my core belief one started. Um, we just watched The Invention of Lying the other night. Have you caught that movie at all? I haven't. It is, I guess it's technically a romantic comedy. And the premise is, is that the world exists and there's no such thing as lying. That part is hilarious. Every person just speaks their mind and it's a hundred percent true all the time. It'd be like, Hey Wait, Kevin, how are you? Isn't this the movie called liar, liar with Jim Carrey? No liar, liar with Jim Carrey is he could only lie. Right? Oh uh, no, no, no. I he, think. he was, br- oh man. Anyway, continue, continue. <laughs> 
So everyone always told the truth and the conversations were really blunt, but like, you know, everyone, the, there was no such thing. They, they didn't even know the word truth. The whole thing is when the first lie came into being that one of the questions asked of the person who lied was, how did you know that that wasn't, and it had nothing like, how did you know that that just wasn't? And so this one person had the ability to lie and no one else could. And so somehow (laughs) his big lie was basically the foundation of religion, man in the sky, like man in the sky told him this man in the sky. And so, and then it just spirals out from there and you're just like, Oh, so we, yeah, that's why I would ask an alien, like how that all works for them. Now you've got me on this tangent. We'll come back to aliens. I swear. Bob, if I tell you something that's not true and you believe me, then I die. Then you tell what I told you to somebody else. Is that the truth? Because there's nothing to prove it or disprove it. Well, that's back to our whole personal truth, absolute truth. Right. (laughs) That discussion that we've had over and over again. I mean, yeah, if something... I mean, if you have no evidence and that's the whole thing, that's what Neil was kind of getting at Joe about like this. These are all the things you say when you have no evidence, you know, they're deep underwater and we don't ever go to the water. Therefore, it's a hundred percent possible that they're under the water all the way. Right. (laughs) I've got an excuse Um, for everything you're going to say, Bob. That means it's true. No, it means you have an excuse for everything I have to say. All right. So what and Joe went, Oh, well, actually let's, I'll, I'll dovetail. Oh wait, no, you have more questions. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I, no, I don't really have more questions. (laughs) Sorry. That was an awkward aside. You continue on Bob. Well, that's okay. Maybe this will um, bring up some other questions. Uh, Joe also tried to explain the example to Neil deGrasse Tyson about the observational data that this, craft UAP went from 80,000 feet. And he was like, wait a minute. Neil deGrasse was like, hang on a second. He's like, they can't see that. And Joe was like, their instrumentation tracked it from 80,000 feet to 30,000 feet in less than one second. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, Joe, this happens all the time in the scientific circles that have nothing to do with aliens. And he goes on to tell this really long anecdotal story about um, the planets and their orbits and there was a perceived wobble in Neptune's orbit back in the early 1900s or something like that. And so, um, they, they, you know, they knew enough about the heavens and the stars and that kind of stuff that, that if, if the orbit wobbled, there was another gravitational force someplace else. And this is like the whole planet X story. So then they started looking for planet X and, and he said, after all this research, they accidentally found Pluto because they were just looking for anything in the sky that could have possibly made Neptune wobble. And they started scanning the entirety of the sky and they found Pluto, Pluto, but not nearly enough mass. Well, anyway, after kind of looking at the data that was leading to the, the uh, discovery of the wobble, they realized that one of their observational telescopes, the, the mechanism, the gears or something had recently been cleaned and was causing it to have a very fractional difference of its measuring capability than it used to have. And then that kind of disproved the whole wobble theory. So he was like, Joe, the instrumentation, the questions are instantly going to be, how long has that instrument been in operation? When was it last calibrated? He's like, so maybe it didn't actually go from 80 to 30 in a second. (laughs) Right. It's the whole 
because it was an instrument, we're, we're looking at that as being infallible. Ah, this instrument said that, therefore, it is irrefutable type deal. Got you. Um, and, and you and I have been in enough conversations with different people where, I mean, even even somebody like us who tries to, you know, at least carry the weight of being able to measure and evaluate statements before we make them. We cherry pick data to support the things we want to be true. <laughs> Confirmation bias. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. But did he happen to mention anything about the videos itself? Because clearly there is something and it's moving laterally, at least along the ground. There was visual, you know, stuff, you know, pilots see it. Um, I, of course I would ease, I would like to say, well, there's a lot of optical effects that happen in the ocean and, you know, mirages and stuff like that. But when there's multiple corroborating pilots, that's interesting. I guess you and I could both see a rainbow, you know, both an optical effect and we'd both be convinced that it's a, a leprechaun at the end, if that's what we want to do. And no matter how far and fast we fly to that rainbow, it never, we never catch it because it's an optical effect. <laughs> the closer you get, the farther it gets until it disappears. So, right. Until the moisture and the curvature and the light don't replicate the effect for you any longer. Yeah, and certain high altitude objects. Have you ever seen the space station fly over wherever you are? It's it's quite amazing. So you can get this app and see see you you can see it with the naked eye, which is even more. Yeah, impressive. I saw a st- most recently saw a string of Starlink satellites. Well, actually, multiple strings of Starlink satellites. So, but yeah. So I'm assuming and, it's similar. It, well, the reason you it you can see it and it gets super bright is because you usually can only see it at dawn and dusk. Because it's the it's the position of where the uh, space station is in relation to the sun. Because it's so high up, it's starting to feel like dusk or dawn. However, because the altitude, the sun still hits the space station as if it were lit up. And it, it, it shines like a really bright star and it moves really friggin' fast. So, I mean, those are all explainable. Part of me is like, oh yeah, this is all But just it moves hard. in a perfectly... St- it moves in a perfectly straight yes. line and never deviates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I can see why so much of this is innuendo and be like, oh, there might be something here because we all play what? Armchair scientists. We're all like, oh, well, I went to grade school and high school and college. I'm an educated man. Clearly, you can't do that. And I would like to think I'm right. <laughs> I don't want to say like, hey, if I see something new, some weird shit up in the sky, I'd be like, that's that's weird. I've never seen something like that before. <laughs> we need to look into that. So part of me wants to totally believe, yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on. The other part of me is just like, there's got to be a simple explanation. But I'm I, I'm not in either camp, and I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson's always going to be unless unless he's he's uh, on the podcast with Joe, he or she, the, the alien Neil's always going to be like, no, there's, there's gotta be a, a rational explanation. And I, I can't not like that position, but I also can't. Well, but wait a minute. You said two different things. You said a simple and then you said rational. By so, who? <laughs> By whose judgment? Well, but right. But even in the same regard, I think that a simple answer might be that, it's probably a military thing that we're not supposed to know about. Like, I feel like that would be the simple answer, but a rational answer could also be 
and Joe brought this up, is that we have a rover and a helicopter. Well, actually, we have a couple rovers and a helicopter on Mars currently. They're not manned, but we have them there. So a rational answer could be that this actually still could be otherworldly, but not, not, not controlled by a physical entity that we would dub as an alien. It could be remote control, um, just like we have with Mars. So that could be rational, right? Yes. I think what's irrational about that is when we apply our known, what we know about physics, which, as I said earlier, I'd like the aliens to point out what what we've got wrong, because (laughs) according to us humans, they say the cosmic speed limit is the speed of light. Therefore, if I send a radio signal to this drone, I have to be within certain amount of distance. Otherwise, I start having latency. How many times we've talked about satellite communications and latency, and yep. it's it's really not that far away, and we have latency. So that's great. If they're being remote controlled by something otherworldly, they either A, have to be close, or B, have to know some technology that we can't even conceive of, which is rational, because I, I do believe things like the speed of light is a constant and it's and it's this number may prove false one day. And that sounds like crazy. It's like, Kevin, the world is not flat. And I totally agree. Yes, the world is a sphere. I get that. But I think it's, you know, we, we've proved a lot of physics wrong. Einstein made Newton's stuff kind of invalid, you know, and I've seen some people challenge uh, Einstein's stuff uh, lately, the, the quantum physicists there. They're not necessarily at peace with the theory of relativity and, and things like that. So I'm open how, to it. Go ahead. How can science how can science currently prove or disprove speed of light? Because it's really just a math, mathematical calculation, right? Um so th- I don't know if I can fully answer you, but Common sense is if I'm a train and I have a a light showing off the front of my train, if the train goes faster, the light should go faster, right? Or the distance that the light shines gets shorter? The thing is, is it doesn't. It stays the same. And that's mind-blowing. So you'd think, okay, train's going the speed of light, then I'm going to shoot a light off the front of this. Is it two times the speed of light? No, it's the speed of light. And that's like, you know, mind blowing. But then it, then in theory, you wouldn't see the light if the train was going the speed of light. Right. And so now we get into all the, the paradoxes and conundrums of physics. Um, you, you, what is it? The, uh, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank here, but like, if you look at a electron, the act of observing it influences the measurement. Therefore, how do you measure it? without observing it. So there's that sounds parent- Fermi related to me. Um, it, yeah, there's is, just, is all- it the Fermi paradox? No, the Fermi paradox actually know what that one is, is based on the Drake equation. The Drake equation states basically how much life should we expect in the universe? And it's like, well, it's the number of known planets, number of known stars times oh, this. Times that one. So yeah. Yeah. That's the Drake equation. The Fermi paradox is simply this. Where the fuck is everyone? <laughs> because according to the Drake equation, it should be here. So that's we should have bumped into somebody by now, right? Right. So that's what the Fermi paradox is. But maybe we have bumped into somebody. 
Yeah, and and that makes for great stories. Like we're watching on the History Channel, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, which is basically, basically, if you've ever watched Ghost Hunters, even one episode, what was that bump in the night? I don't know. It must have been a ghost. I don't know. It could have been a raccoon. Quiet, you. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> impossible. Um, but, you Wait, know, there's a, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you not involved in a paranormal? Yes, Productions. I was. Yes, I okay. was. Paranormal <laughs> Investigators. Check it out on IMDb. But you cannot find it online. I took it down years ago. Anyway, <sighs> so I have a DVD somewhere. Grant wants it because my son Grant was a uh, eleven or ten year old cameraman on that uh, set. Anyway, I, I think you should give it to him so he could use footage for other stuff he's working on now. I I actually did. We we have a lot of B roll, and he's doing like a. Uh, He's doing a video about himself coming up soon. That's kind of interesting. But anyway. Nice. Fermi Paradox. Where the fuck is everyone? Uh, <laughs> so that's a, that's a really great question, you know, to ponder. And you were you were talking about speed. Of light. How do we prove or disprove the speed of light? You know, scientific method. Um, somebody smarter than me has given more thought to it. And we've come up with this number. And it's it's like 186,000 kilometers per second squared or meters per second squared. I don't know. Somebody, some you don't need to correct me. It's fast. Somebody out there, don't correct <laughs> it. It's fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so more about this report that's going to get released. So, yeah, I, sorry, honest I question, big time. Honest question. Um, do you think? there will be much substance in it, or do we think this is a government check the box, throw them a bone. It's going to be 200 pages of chasing tail. Well, see, this is where I start to get into like starting with even president Obama, uh, who spoke out recently and said that was one of the first questions he asked when he got to office and they were like, we don't have anything, but then you know, he knows that we have these organizations. And then you go back to even like Harry Reid, I think it was 2007. Yep. Where uh, he helped sponsor ATIP, which is uh, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, something like that. Yep. So, I mean, that, and I think that's when it started to become less like cheap TV show conspiracy fanaticism and started to come and you know basically other nations are spending money on this same exact thing uh this is a very long roundabout way to saying ah, i hope that there's something in there even if it's like low level well not low level i guess it would be high level high level acknowledgement that the military is working on some of these crazy things i'd be okay with that um so i don't know how much door opening we're going to get to not of this world so speaking of a tip the guy who, who was the program director. His name's Luis Elizondo. He's been on a ton of things. I don't know if he's been on Rogan yet, but he's been on a lot of TV shows, a lot of Good Morning America's, you know, that kind of thing. And he's, based on his demeanor, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you get, you, everyone sit down and get some popcorn. Here it comes. And so... Well, I think Ratcliffe said that too. Yeah, John Ratcliffe said that this could be a blockbuster and he's used to be in the department of intelligence. So it was real brief though. Right. Wasn't his stint. Wasn't he like named director right before Trump left? Anyway. Yeah. It um, wasn't a big one, but still he have to be Harry somebody Re to get close to that. 
Senator Harry Reid's the bigger one, I think. Like, wait a second. You used to be the Senate majority leader? Uh, you know, you're basically, what, third in line or whatever, or fourth in line, whatever it is, to the presidency. I don't know if the Senate majority leader is Speaker of the House. Anyway, don't judge me, folks. I don't know. That, they're that in there well. somewhere. That, that, somewhere. That's in, the, that's in the chain of command somewhere, for there sure. He's He's not exactly a crazy person by i would think most objective standards and he's the one who sponsored the 22 million dollars over five years to fund a tip from 2007 to 2012 but here's the apparently it's still going on no even uh, though it's not publicly funded well okay yeah the atip program stopped in 2012 so who knows what's going on there because they didn't disclose the atip program was legit until 2017 so who knows if something didn't just take its place, it's classified or whatever. But speaking of classified, do you want to know what the number one reason I believe is that or why the government doesn't just come out with the stuff more often, Bob? I have no idea what you're going to say next. It has nothing to do with are there aliens or not. It has everything to do with detection technology, meaning if we if the government sees something and be like yeah and somebody says great how did you get that video it, it's actually a national security problem for the other country right. to go wait a second you're spying on us or you can do that oh you know so i think the number one reason is our just our methods of collection collecting this data is classified therefore it's real hard for you to separate the two. Like, well, here's the video from that super secret satellite thing we got going on out there. Wait, what super secret satellite thing? Oh, uh, the satellite thing. So I think, and then even the military things, you know, I'm, I'm real surprised that they release these crappy black and white cameras um, at all because <laughs> it came from, you know, a military uh, asset. And again, do we really, because humans are savages and we just, are basically in a constant state of trying to kill each other. You know, we don't want to disclose what our current ability to kill each other is because it may show vulnerabilities. So I think that's the main roadblock. And I wonder if that'll change because I was watching a show last night on Amazon prime and they were talking about all this stuff, the tic tac stuff commander was it Fravor, And they said the, the main reason that you didn't have a lot of this before like reported is also because if you wanted to stop your career quickly in the Navy or air force, start saying the acronyms U F O. <laughs> so I think that culture is, has changed or is changing into more of a, yeah, you're not alone. Go ahead and say something, fill out your paperwork. Uh, you're, you're probably not crazy. Yeah, yeah, there's just the number of military people. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was kind of busting on that. It's like, why are aliens obsessed with harassing our military? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, oh. um, Well, it's not just our country, right? But it is a lot of countries, military. Um, do you know of any, like, commercial pilots? Um, I'm sure there's lots of stories out there, but... Where would they report it? Why aren't there cameras on the front of every plane? I have a dash cam on my car. Are you telling me they don't have dash cams on an airplane? You know, why not? Well, and back to the phones and the pockets and everything, Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, why haven't any of like Google's Earth satellites caught any 
any of these happenings anywhere. Like why, you know, we don't have it like commercially, commercially, it would be a great thing to say, Hey, our commercial satellites captured this and this is why we're the best, you know? So do you put another tinfoil hat on and say that yes. that is happening and somebody's because telling them the not men, to do it? The men in black mobilize <laughs> and they're like, hand over the tapes. And then that's the, because we don't live in a world where everything is backed up and, and whatnot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's some credence to that. That's, that's a very good point. If it's happening so much in a public setting around humans, why isn't there more? I mean, when a, when there's a mass shooting or when there's, um, gosh, some like when nine 11 happened, there was lots of video of that, you know, it's like different angles and whatnot. And from space. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course it's very convenient to say, well, aliens know where the cameras are. So therefore they know how to stay just off screen. It's like, Oh, come on. You know, not buying that. But that's either. back to that thing that you can use that to justify the fact that they're there because, <laughs> wow we just got a <laughs> we just got a text on the facebook and, she, and it's from chris grinert i say this with much admiration but you guys are the truest of nerds doing a techie <laughs> podcast at 6 p.m on a friday on memorial day weekend chris that is commitment right there <laughs> and and i actually know chris and it's a she and she is oh. a very very nice person so oh no there she's incredibly nice person if she's chatting to us on the facebook feed yes. at Hi, 6 o'clock on a friday <laughs> hi chris um so <laughs> i'm sure she's like aliens really guys <laughs> yes yes it's aliens. tech adjacent Yes, that's right. Um, here's another thing. Bob, where, I mentioned two places that you can hide from humans pretty easily. There's a third. Can you, can you tell me where that third one is if, if you had to under pressure? Right behind me? Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, I'm not giving you credit for that one. So we in, have deep in the earth. Yep. We have deep underwater. Yep. Behind the moon. I'll take that as partial or behind the sun. Because <sighs> we monitor both the sun and the moon pretty extensively. In fact, we have telescopes trained on the sun. But there's nothing... There's nothing uh, well, we sent a satellite recently to orbit um, closely to the sun but if you wanted to hide like some galactic mothership from some amazing sci-fi movie just put it between you know just hide it behind the sun put the sun between you and the earth and nobody's finding that until it's too late cue credits aliens win <laughs> <sighs> but are they i just uh, uh, i just don't know if they're hiding i mean obviously they are they don't want to be detected well, that's the thing. If they exist. Did Neil touch on that? Why do they have to be hiding? If they can do all of these amazing things, I'm not hiding from nobody. I'll be like, what you going to do about it? Huh? I can do this. He, what can you do, human? He didn't even go there because I don't think he, I don't think he really acknowledges the, uh, the, the, the presence, the fact, the, but seems weird for somebody like him. So he's basically in denial of the, like, 
the concept that if we're, you know, like there's going to be X number of life forms for X number of planets for X number of stars. He obviously doesn't subscribe to that. I still think it's weird that our like uh, pop culture view of an alien looks like, you know, a gray, you know, the typical gray big eyes. I swear. What if we're just humans were just put on this planet and cue the biblical themes here as seeds. Hey, let's populate this, this, this M class planet, as they would say in star Trek, let's just put a few (laughs) humans down there and let's just have a funnel lab experiment and they'll call us God. What do you think? Uh, okay. And maybe, maybe we look just like these people who put us there. Maybe, you know, there's, you know, that sort of thing. And maybe we're like Darwin and, oh man, I'm really going to ruffle feathers on both sides. Maybe Darwin (laughs) was wrong about evolution, Maybe we didn't descend directly from multicellular organisms, maybe, you know, like amoebas and stuff like that. Maybe, just maybe, we're all science experiments. So like, I don't know, can you combine a monkey with, I don't know, what you got laying over there in your shop? You know, Fred, Fred the Fred's an alien. I don't know, mix them up and throw them out there. All right, now let's throw something in the water. Yeah, I want to do a water one. Um, I don't know, take some of this and put throw it in the ocean now. Maybe... Maybe the flat earthers are on to something oh, and we are nice. actually in a Petri dish. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a lab. Well, I affectionately call <laughs> this planet that we live on spaceship earth. Cause if you think about it, all this is all planet is for, at least for us is an organic spaceship hurtling through the cosmos. So in a way, I still think it's a sphere. That's just me. But yeah, in a way, it's it's that's just me. Uh, it's a petri dish. So yeah, I don't know. So so you're entertaining the fact that let's let's work with the premise we had earlier. They got here before us. That's why they're underground. That's why they're underwater. But maybe they got here before us, and we are their offspring. Yep, we're totally and, their science experiment. And we don't see them because maybe we're genetically them. And so there's no them to perceive. Mm, they're and among us. These are, yeah, they're among us. And there's, these are just observational uh, tools that we are noticing that we didn't put here. But I maybe mean, in effect we did. I mean, imagine you're some alien you're like hey i've got a plan here and of course they make you use jira on this alien world i'm just like ah oh, i gotta use jira. <laughs> <laughs> now we're being true to our tech roots yeah um but imagine now you're like you know ten thousand years later you call your boss and who's got their coffee cup they're like well fred how's your lab experiment going look they're building cities Look at that. Oh, now they're fighting each other. That's amazing. Ooh, look at those two. They're they're doing something called podcasting. What's a podcast? <laughs> I don't know. They're inventing weird things now. So I think we're like one of the coolest science experiments ever, if you ask me. And somewhat, we got somebody a promotion. That's all I'm saying. And they're doing this all from their underwater bunker at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. That's just an observation lounge. Yep. We're like, hey, Fred, you're you're on human duty this this millennia. <laughs> I was on human duty last millennia. I know, but Sally, she called in sick, and you're you're up. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go screw with them. <laughs> so it's a it's a thousand year commitment 
or a yes. thousand year tour. Totally. And some of the things that we're seeing in the sky are provision deliveries from wherever they came from down to the observation lab. I like it because, you know, yeah. And if only they ate cats like Alf from Melmac, because then we wouldn't have cat problems. And that's hey. showing my age there. <laughs> hey, Willie. You know what his real name was? Gordon Shumway. Way more facts about the TV show Alf than you ever thought you'd get from the Bob and Kevin show. I think I do remember Gordon Shumway. That was his name. I watched an episode of that because it's on Prime or something now. Because you know what Amazon Prime is compared to the other streaming services? It's like, well, nobody else will take this, but Prime will. <laughs> yes, they will. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. I, I'm telling you, watch one of those episodes and you won't make it all the way through. You'll be like, how did I watch this in the 80s? Was this really the greatest primetime stuff they had? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Where do we go so from here, Bob? We can safely say we can safely say that the aliens that we think are here are not Alf. If they had the sense of humor of Alf, I would I would be like, yes, that is awesome. But and Alf was so. like an abbreviation nickname, right? It was Alien Life Form. Alf. Alien Life Form. That's right. It was definitely an acronym. Yes. It was one of my favorite shows. Do you ever did you ever watch that? I mean, you're 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 seasoned like I am. I don't know if that was before oh, yeah, your time no, it, or after no, your time. It was I part guess. of regular watching. It was part of regular watching. I was just a little older than you were when I was watching. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You, you know what other alien shows that I watched, but it terrified me as a kid. Do you ever watch V, the TV show V, where they were oh, they pour yeah. skin off? The they were lizards. People. Oh my gosh! And they ate like mice. That was terrifying. To keep as from a, like eating a, people. It was a terrifying thing when you were like kids, you know, but that was a really cool concept because they were like overtly here. They kind of look human until you find out they were really lizard people. That was like a really cool show uh, for its time. And then we had other things like, do you ever watch War of the Worlds? So there's like the movie edition, but there's like the TV show War of the Worlds. That was not. creepy as hell, too, because the aliens had like only three fingers and they would like reach out and like eat people. Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible. This is why I'm scared. Those are all those are all terrifying, but nothing in comparison to Mork and Mindy. <laughs> I know the show. I know it was Robin Williams, but I couldn't tell you much about it. That, that had to be your your time, Bob. Took took place in Boulder, Colorado. Really? Mork and Mindy, I believe. Yeah. Mork and Mindy was a spin-off from Happy Days. Yes. Uh yes. But do you know Mork why? did show up. No, I don't. Because how did he get from Appleton, Wisconsin, wherever? Is that where Happy Days took place? I have no idea. I feel like that's true. You're really <laughs> showing your age now. <laughs> and then ended up in Boulder. That I feel like I feel like Mork showing up on Happy Days was a jump the shark tank moment. We need lots of written shots in this episode, Josh. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, do you have any hopes for what the report will contain i mean are you like it'll be a victory if this is in there and it confirms whatever well here's a couple things i do hope that there's a a military uh military reference that yeah we're working on systems that and we've been caught working on our own systems that's one thing that i hope is in there um two it'd be awesome if they said hey we don't 
we really actually don't know where these things are coming from. That would be super interesting because then they could acknowledge, perhaps acknowledge that it's not from here, but then also not play their hand that they have observational technology that the bad guys might be interested in. But along that same line, I hope by us showing some of our cards in less than 30 days that Russia and China will also feel obligated to show some of their cards. Do you really think Russia or China feel obligated to anything other than like hack people? I mean, I I think if America, if the U S comes out and says, yeah, we really actually don't know where some of these things are coming from. Then all of a sudden it feels like we have a common other so that Russia and China would say, Hey, I'm so glad that you said that because we have these things and we don't know where the fuck they're coming from. I've always said what the world needs right now is an alien invasion so we can actually like realize that we're all humans and we're all on the same flipping team, guys. Chill out. Anyway, um, but I, I, I lament a little bit because I, I don't see our government liking to admit weakness I don't, because the phrase, I don't know what they are, takes or it requires vulnerability. And governments aren't very known for vulnerability. But vulnerability to an otherworldly thing, I think you probably gotta you probably gotta humble yourself to that, right? To get that global cooperation. Yeah, part of the show I watched last night and I wish I knew the name of it. It's from 2020 and it has to do with aliens. It was in my scroll. Um, they basically said <laughs> What's very unnerving, and let me ask you, Bob, if you can confirm or deny, what's very unnerving is an outside species, an apex predator, if you will, potentially, coming with such superior technology that we have zero defense for. How does that make you feel, Bob? Like we're getting get, we're, like we're going to get a comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to be served up for dinner at some galactic <laughs> buffet. <laughs> That's what I think. And I would say that the way man has behaved for the last few hundred years, we probably bought and paid for this experience that we're about to share. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I think one of the worst ways that that would be eaten alive, you know, cause I think like <laughs> in, in Star Trek Klingons, they like their, their meat to be like fresh and alive when they eat it. You know, it's like, uh, I hope I don't taste well to some species out there. I'm just hoping. That's, <sighs> that's why the the good aliens made ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got one of those Kevin humans? I'll put some ketchup on that one. <laughs> so now there's so much unknown. So what do you, what do you hope? What do you hope that's going to be in there? Like, what are you ho- looking for? Oh, man. Gosh. I, hmm. Some validation that. So, the reason that UFO loonies are UFO loonies is because they have a story that cannot be backed up by anything with credibility. So, by the US government possibly coming out with something, it gives credence, credibility to the loonies. <laughs> so on one hand, there's going to be people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, I got abducted by aliens. Yeah, I saw a UFO. And so there'll be a lot of noise, I think, even more. So I'm not sure what I'm hoping for. I guess just completely unrelated. 
teleportation, you know, if that's something that is, so you you think they're going to come out and drop teleportation on us in this report? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think they will. But what I'm thinking is, is instances of it where teleportation is a plausible outcome. This thing, which we can identify flying over Germany within minutes is flying over Iowa. You know, the only way, you know, and if they can like be like, look, we we can identify it's the same thing because of this reason. And uh, I was just in a call with a tech vendor. And one thing they one metric they have is called impossible velocity. If you were to say log in in New York and then suddenly log into in Los Angeles, you have committed what's called impossible velocity. The only way for that to happen is if your account's compromised, there's two people, VPNs involved, you know, that sort of thing. Right. But, but teleportation would be pretty, uh, like, well, like I, I would like buckets. This one is uh, flying aircraft. This one is uh, strange lights. This one is teleportation. So I'm hoping they kind of suss out and have different categories. You really want speed of light to get crushed. That's what you want. Because teleportation is going to be your speed of light argument, right? It it would be. And that's my fodder. So technically, you can go faster than the speed of light if you measure linear distance. Meaning, from point A to point B, yes, there is a distance equals rate times time. However, if you use a wormhole or teleportation, you can move that distance in an instant, but only travel nanometers, potentially, because of a wormhole. So... Is that a, did you violate the uh, speed of light? I would say no, you haven't because you didn't actually go faster than the speed of light. You moved from point A to point B instantly, but you can't assume you did so in a linear fashion. So I would say just the speed of light thing is my fodder for, hey, we, we hold this, well, we hold this truth to be, infallible you can't go faster and speed of light what if we're wrong you know what if you know because we've been wrong so much on science and no i don't think we were wrong I, I have no basis for that but i'm just saying that's just for fodder hey aliens can you really only go the speed of light you know in my best joe dirt voice you know with the trucker hat on <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like yep you know i'd like to share a beer with an alien sometime you know that'd be kind of cool and are aliens naked all the time because you that's my other question. But like, hey, you know, what do you wear like on a birthday? You know, <laughs> just one of like all these cultural things. Hey, uh, and they'd be like, out to, a what? <laughs> do you go out with the fellas when you like the wife's getting you down? You know, <laughs> you just like this. Do you have some bro talk? You know, do you? you I just want to know how much humanism there is in alien world. Probably nothing. No, or everything. Who knows? Because um, they look I want just you like to us go and live under the, the ocean. Exactly. I want you to go to the to the YouTube uh, broadcast after we're done. Uh, ben is posing some interesting questions in the. Uh, I don't know if it's the same Ben that was on the show last week, but or last episode, but because that was Ben, you right? Me, yeah, it was Ben Johnson. That was yeah, Ben uh, Last episode, I only see I only see first names on the chat feed. So Starlink. So of course, do you have a link? I can go there now, so I can. I think you go to youtube.com slash Bob and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I should know these things, shouldn't I? 
<laughs> maybe that was just a a nice play for me to uh, get Make you to plug, plug the- it. Yeah, plug the show. Okay, that didn't work. So now I'm typing Bob and Kevin show YouTube into the search bar. There. there we are. There we go. Wow. Kevin what? is our social media manager for the show, so. Okay, yeah, so. There, there's chat in the live stream, but I don't know if it's our Ben or not. It's probably not, but uh, hi, other Ben, or if I get it wrong, the Ben. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Anyway, I won't address those right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I meant do it after the show, okay. but uh, um, that's okay. So, okay, so teleportation. Yes. He said different Ben, haha. Okay. Um, so, teleportation, what else? Um, so, humans love to be existential, right? I think they want to know where do we come from? Because we, you and I weren't there when the first humans were. And the only thing we got to go on is our is either faith or lack of faith or some sort of internal personal truth that we hold self, you know, to be evident. So if I could somehow, you know, work on the existential questions, you know, I don't know the government's going to have all these answers for us, but if they're like, Oh yeah, in fact, we've interviewed them and they're like, uh, (laughs) Facebook's evil. They agree with us. And, you know, (laughs) here's what they know about God. (laughs) So you're anticipating that it's more than just a hardware thing. You think that there's, there's wetware involved here that you're hoping that there's some kind of, (laughs) you're hoping that there's some kind of alien life form mentioned, not just alien hardware. Well, I think that's what President Obama said in his recent interview. Hey, do you guys like have bodies somewhere hanging out and you own some bunker, you know? And they're like, nah, we ain't got in the lab. Right. Um, So yeah, I think it's just going to be a hardware thing. I agree because even if we do have the bodies, I'm totally going to wear the tinfoil hat and go, oh, they ain't telling us about them. They ain't telling us about that. They'll throw us a bone, but they ain't telling us about that. Well, right, because they can explain away just like we did. Hey, uh, these things have actually been here. The the ones that we've recovered, they've been here for hundreds and hundreds, if not more years, to the best of our ability to date them. We don't have any evidence of physical beings, only their technology. So it could be a monitoring situation. Far less panic, I think, in that statement than, yeah, you know what? Uh, We got a couple of soft bodies down in a bunker here, and we're trying to figure out how to communicate them. That would be chaos. The other thing I would like to, you know, not so much the government's going to tell me, but if I get an alien, I'd be like, all right, look, I've seen Back to the Future. One, two, and three. All right. I know that's all hogwash, but is time travel really possible? Now, we, I think we can agree that you can time travel into the future with with a black hole, you know, basically with gravity. Have you ever seen the movie I'm sorry, Interstellar? I'm sorry, you say we can... Are you oh, just yeah. saying? Did you just say that we can both agree that you can travel into the future with a black oh, hole? I well, I will say it irrefutably. <laughs> we can travel into the future, um, easily with a black with the help of a black hole. It, see the movie Interstellar if you haven't, Bob. Put it on your watch list. I have seen it, but I can't agree that that's factual. <laughs> okay, 
we need to have Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. Neil, you need to defend me because Neil has actually, I believe, gone on record saying Interstellar was one of the closest science like fact movies that there is. So <clears throat> I want to know, Mr. Fred the Alien, I want to know, can we travel backwards in time? If so, please explain. So maybe I'm just asking like uh, alien like <laughs> the leprechaun. <laughs> you got a really I, like intense wish list from this whole exchange from a Well, I, I'm I'm cheating because I know the government ain't gonna tell me. I just want to ask an alien. <laughs> hey, since you can fly here and all, here's some basic questions I got. And oh by the way, what are the lotto numbers for Powerball next week? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my last thing on the report itself, question and also I guess I'll give my input after you answer my question. Do you see this as being like a voluminous, uh, multi-thousand page thing or like a half sheet? Uh, uh, Well, (laughs) closer to the half sheet. And you could easily say, well, we didn't have archives from way back when or blah, blah, blah. That's classified. And in order for us to pull all these documents, they ought to be redacted. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm very curious at what they're actually going to put in front of us, if it's even going to have any substance, because when Trump signed this into law, this was like an afterthought, like, oh, and yeah, just have some snuck it. He snuck it into COVID relief. I don't think it was a heat. You know, he did it though, wasn't it? Somebody else. I don't think Trump himself said. Well, I oh, mean, yeah. he signed it into he signed it into law, but it was snuck. the The report itself was snuck in with COVID relief. Isn't that kind of interesting in itself? That in this world of we can't agree on what right and wrong. Well, right and wrong is always going to be troubling we can't agree on the color of the sky (laughs) we can't agree on the color of the sky as a government yet they could agree to be like yeah we want some alien stuff republicans democrats i think the the more important part was the covid relief and someone else was smart enough to say no one's gonna shoot this down so we're gonna put this 180 day like clause in here that's so but I, I I can't I can't decide. I feel like they might bury it in a bunch. Like they might dump a document that has to be, you know, fully consumed to be fully understood or to find the needle in the haystack. What or they're that? just going to release release the half sheet and be like, no, we got nothing. <laughs> All right. So episode forty two, uh, that was uh, one of our more popular. Our episode forty two. Yes, our episode forty two. Yes, the most popular episode. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name we talked about. What's his name? Bob Lazar. Thank you. Bob Lazar. Um, One of the the more interesting things that Bob Lazar would bring up is you mentioned the word hardware. That's what the government could tell us. Oh, yeah. So we've got a Humvee here. We've got uh, an airplane there, an aircraft there, and a spaceship over there. Any questions? You know, that's... that's (laughs) That could be different. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got the aircraft carrier, the tank, and the, the whatever. But that thing at the end parked at the end, that. What is that? I want to know if we got some hardware. I think they might admit to that. I don't know. Element don't 115, know. here you go. How much do you want? We only take Bitcoin. What if that came in? Wow, I didn't even think about that shit coming into, like, any of the other Bob... 
Why hasn't he commented on this? Has he commented on this 180-day thing? Bob Lazar, if you're listening to the show, number one, I'd be impressed with ourselves. Number two, you can come on and defend <laughs> or talk about all of these things because we'd love to have you on. Well, I know that you and I could beat this dead horse all day, but it is Friday on Memorial Day, as some of our listeners have pointed out. <laughs> we should <laughs> close we should the probably- show. Take our nerd hats off and close the show. Um, parting, what, give me your parting thought. Um, hardware. I finally got to it. We got, it took an hour. I want to see some hardware specs in this report. That's what I want. What do you think? I, yeah, I think I want to draw the line there. I don't. I don't think I want anything more than that. I think I'm, uh, as Ben on the YouTube chat said, we are not ready for alien bodies yet. Hardware and crafts first. So I'm kind of kind of in that camp. So good on you, Ben. Thanks for listening and thanks for agreeing with what I think we as a human species can handle right now. <laughs> and Bob, the term wetware is going to be on my mind for a while because that just sounds gross. <laughs> well, it's it, it's the defining thing between hardware, you know. So anywho, thanks for tuning in everyone. Find us on all the social media outlets, all the streaming platforms, and any place where podcasts can be found. I'm Bob. That guy over there is Kevin or the other voice. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey. Have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans... You can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect.